Hey, it's Beth here. Episode 335. Okay. There's a new George Carlin um, documentary out and Bill Moyer and Judd Apatow were talking about it and how relevant he is and how timeless he is. But they gave George's stupid father credit for him being so funny because his father was funny. Okay, his father was such a funny guy that he drank so much that the mother had to leave when George was two months old and he hardly ever saw him. Okay, the guy did win an award when he was away from the family for public speaking, but George did not know his father. To give, and he, they say, oh, all the comedians, um, it's always this father thing and the father's such a big influence. And I'm like, no, you can talk to anybody like Michael Keaton, any of them, and they'll say, if I got my mother to laugh, my hardworking mother to laugh, that real laugh, that unguarded, spontaneous laugh. That's what George had with his mother. And, you know, dad left, okay, in 1937, this woman, she was amazing. She decided to leave and she took a two-month-old baby and a five-year-old boy, two children, George is the baby. And she went back into the business world. She'd been a secretary. 1937. The depression had just ended. World War II was coming. And she decides she's got to get these kids out. She was right. It was a good move. But she worked till 7.30 every single night of the week. And he spent a lot of time alone. He said it made him kind of strong. Unfortunately, his mom had big dreams for him because she worked with all these executives and she wanted George to stay in school, to become an executive, to wear a suit, to have a big job, nice family on the island, the whole thing. George, on the other hand, hated school. Hated it. I mean, it was terrible. So they had a lot of trouble with that dream because she wouldn't let go of it. She just could not let go of it. And, oh my gosh, he, he actually, uh, he failed out of high school, like when he was 15, barely 15. And he'd been caught stealing from the boys who played football and baseball. He stole money from their lockers. He was really jealous of them because they had great dads and lots of money. And he went to a Catholic high school and he was the poorest guy there. And, comma, he was kicked out because he was a class clown. She said, we're going with class clown. You're killing me. I can't have a thief. I can't have raised a thief. Never say that again. So this is, this is how it was. She did see something in him. And it was something that she had, a great love of language. And he was goofy as a class clown. Just stupid faces, dime a dozen sort of material. She got him for his grammar school graduation. And she said, George, I think this is going to be the only graduation we're going to see you in. And it better not be true. Anyway, she gave him a wonderful present, an expensive present. It was a tape recorder. And he could sit down, tape his routines and hear them. And he started getting much more sophisticated and working on his material and getting it to the point where it was witty. And this is what happened. The first amazing thing that happened in his life, life was his mother giving him that recorder. 
but the second most amazing thing in his life set set his future it was makes me want to cry he he told his mom a joke and for the first time he'd never seen her laugh like this she always had a cursory fake laugh dumb controlled laugh she it was a he said what he said it was witty it was unguarded she fell on the floor in hysterics he knew his career he was so happy that he was actually witty that was the second gift she gave him i had a moment like that with my mother my mother never laughed either not unguarded and one time we were at the gas station and my father goes in to pay the gas station attendant was this guy i don't think he had had a bath in 4 years and he was real gruff and growly and rawr, you know i'll put it in i'll check your oil rawr, like that and my mother looked back at me cuz we were in a country squire and she looked at me which she never looked at me and she goes could you imagine that coming home for dinner every night and i looked back at her with the same face and i said dinner i could handle she burst into hysterics my father comes back in the car he goes what happened everybody was in shock my mother told him what i said and my father looked at the man and he goes he looks like a very nice fellow which made us laugh even more and i i couldn't believe it i thought oh my god i'll make it in the grown up world i've got something i can disarm people now i didn't think about it like george thought about it to take it all the way to state and to make a career out of it but he did and okay he went through a <laughs> so he dropped out of high school went into the air force he was court martialed 3 times i don't even know how you do that his mother's like he said it was so hard because his mother was she tried everything she tried manipulation she tried anger she tried discipline but then she went to martyrdom and when she went to martyrdom it really did hurt him and when he did this in the air force and he came back and he saw her martyrdom face he was he almost lost it completely but he started working the clubs and this is what happened so he starts working in um i don't know where the first club he went he went to was but he goes to this club and it's okay it's called the basin it's called the basin east street club okay and it's a comedy club and so he starts working in there and he's got raw material and everything and he's a pot smoker okay during this period of time like the 60s where it was you could go to jail anyway his mother would come just bang 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 with her feet where's george is he doing drugs and he got this side um this he got a reputation for you know is george's mother here and when george would go to clubs he would say this is in in, in the documentary anywhere he would say um i'm not here i'm not here everybody knew what it was everybody'd seen his mother and she was just trying to keep him off drugs she was just trying to get him to stop doing this and get a job but he didn't do it he stayed with it and then he did this thing where she really kind of lost it which was uh <laughs> he got he was getting some airtime and he was a big success on the late night tv shows like jack parr and Johnny Carson, he was a great guest and then they actually let him take over when he'd be when they'd want a vacation or they'd be sick and he was available at a moment's notice. Okay, so he was getting somewhere. 
Then he did this notorious thing. When people never cursed, it was the 60s. And he came up with this thing, early 70s, I guess. It's called Seven Words You Can't Say on Television. He said them all. His mother went crazy. She was so embarrassed. And then she was mortified when it went to the Supreme Court about regulating speaking on TV. The reason he did it was because he was, oh my gosh, he, he was in situations where people were getting arrested for, for saying terrible things. So he wanted to set the record straight. He wanted to fight for freedom. And that's how he did it. So he was, he went to jail with Lenny and Lenny Bruce. And that very night he wouldn't leave him alone. He, he got, he got thrown into jail too, just for staying on his side. So the comedians loved him. Uh, his mother loved him, but she was a little disappointed. And so, and especially since it, go, it harkened back to a very tumultuous time in his childhood when she was going through his things looking for drugs. And he was like 14 and 15 and drinking and cigarettes and everything, trying to keep him on the straight and narrow. Right after she came home from work, she'd check his stuff the minute he fell asleep. One night, she found in his wallet, he had been honing a master list of the most colorful swear words. She couldn't believe it. She took him to a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist said, how much money do you have? She said, not much. He said, then I can't help you. Not with this one. So to think that he went on television with these words that he honed from his wallet made it 10 times worse. But they both had a love of language and she really did adore him. And she never, she never stopped caring. She never stopped trying to fix him, to create whatever she could out of him. One thing she did like about him was he was a good boyfriend and he was a good husband. He, she knew he would make it. She knew he was not a philanderer. He was just a drug addict, which in her world, her little Irish world that she grew up in was a step above. And he really was a wonderful father. He had one daughter. So the mother had that. But I don't think George ever got over his mother coming to all and looking for him. Is George here? Is he doing drugs? So, but it wasn't the father. Like the father just doesn't deserve credit for everything. She created this man. She, he said that, you know, she was disappointed, but she loved him. And she always knew he could do better. And she knew he was funny. She did believe in him. When he got that tape recorder, he almost passed out because he had no idea that she cared, that she understood. But she did. So there's, <laughs> there are some George jokes about being a mom, okay? And he really, really, really did love his mother. So the first one is, Moms in America use little tiny spoons with, ba with their babies to feed them. What do Chinese moms use? Toothpicks? That's kind of cute. Then he said, my, mom, my mother asked my father to leave because he couldn't metabolize ethanol. I mean, I think that joke hurt a little bit. Here's a cute one, and this is one that he really meant. The caterpillar does all the work. The butterfly gets all the publicity. He said, my mom was a caterpillar. My mom was the best caterpillar. So then he, then, he, then he goes on to just funny ones like, never argue with an idiot. They bring you down to their level and they beat you with experience. 
Then he goes, think, think about how stupid the average person is. Then realize half of them are stupider than that. I can just hear her saying that to George. You can do it, George. She got half of these things from her mother. Just every night, her mother, she, she'd make dinner for them late at night. On Sunday morning, she'd try to make pancakes and it looked like she was drunk, but she was just exhausted. She instilled in him all the parental, wonderful mother advice. She just couldn't dole it out every day. So he said the minute you were with her, she just would start ramming it down your throat, everything she wanted you to know. She's like, she's like amazing. So Judd, come on, it's, it's George Carlin's mother. So here's another one, another quote, and he will constantly be quoted forever because nothing's changed. He writes, life gets real simple when you cut out all the crap they teach you in school. I can just hear her mother going, no, George, that's not true. Okay, this is a good one. Fighting for peace is like screwing for virginity. I can hear her mother going, George, that's dirty. Okay, here's one. I mean, I bet his mother's voice was in his head all the time. Here's one. If four out of five people suffer from diarrhea, does that mean the other one enjoys it? George, that's disgusting. Okay, here's a good one though. If a black box recorder is never damaged, is it an accident? And if a black box recorder is never damaged in an airplane accident, why don't they make the whole plane out of that stuff? She would say, George, now that's a good one. I could hear her. And she did have a Bronx accent. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making it up. She did. So the thing is, it's his mother. It's George Carlin's mother, Judd, Bill. Come on, be real. She was there. The father was never there. It's so unfair. Never there. He left when he was two months old, saw him so infrequently and never saw him after he was eight. He didn't do a thing for him. His mother did everything. I'm like, George Cohen's mom in this documentary should be just celebrated. So she never gave up on the guy. Never. So much like every mother I know. So... I just wanted you to know when this documentary comes out and everybody's watching it. Uh-uh. Not the dad. The mom. George Carlin's mom ruled that roost. And she did it with an iron fist, an iron hand, an iron ironing board, an iron skillet. Everything was iron. She did it with her will. And he turned out great. I mean, he turned out to be a success. And he had some you know, monsters under the bed. Everybody does. But he made a good life for himself. And it's because she tried, because he was a delinquent. He was on the street. She got him into the Air Force. She never stopped looking in his pockets for what he was doing. So she was a great mom. My hat's off to her. And that's a belated Mother's Day gift for all of us. We do. We're the caterpillars. We make butterflies. Nobody even cares about caterpillars. There's no pictures of caterpillars out there. But we know. So stay sane and I will be back. Thanks.